Welcome to Coffee and Combos. In this week's episode, we discuss how to deal with hurt. So grab your cup of coffee and maybe a box of tissues for the one on dealing with hurt. What is up? Welcome to Coffee and Convos. My name is Josh. I'm one of the hosts here on this podcast. As always, joined by my beautiful, my lovely, and gorgeous wife, Becca. So, Becca, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. This week's been really solid. Um, Josh and I celebrated our four years of marriage this week. Um, so we did a little overnight getaway and that was super fun. We went to, um, well, we stayed at the Wyndham Garden in Orlando, um, which was super amazing and really beautiful. Uh, and then we went to Disney. Uh, we went to Epcot. We actually went to Epcot, Epcot twice. We yeah. went, um, we went Monday night and then we had dinner and in little, the Mexico area. Yep. Um, at, I think it's San, uh, San Angel yep. something in. San Angel in. Um, and I know we're not saying that with a beautiful accent, so it sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so that was really super fun. We'd never, we'd never actually ate there. And so it was like just intimate and romantic and it was adorable. Yeah. Uh, so we did that and then we woke up and we went to the beach and yacht club and had breakfast. Um, at Ale and Compass. Yep. And that was super good. And then we went to Epcot again. And it was super fun. And then the day ended with me getting a horrible stomach bug. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we came home and I got, like, insanely sick and had, like, a 102 fever and chills and nausea and just was really cruddy. Yeah. So, we've <laughs> got, like, this weird funk right That's now bad going on. <laughs> Uh, the last three Disney trips, right? Um, so our trip to Pop Century, Jude got sick. We had to leave early. It was super horrific. Um, our trip to um, the Polynesian, I got COVID. And now Becca got some kind of stomach sickness. But and it so, even goes to before that because when we went to French Quarters, sick. Sick, yeah. Like every time we I go away. Like, I feel like what happens is, is we work very hard long hours and i feel like we psych our bodies out by we we get like up to the point of vacation yeah it's just like oh you've worked so hard all right sick we're like oh it looks (laughs) like you're taking a break it's a good time to get sick it's a good time to get sick it's so frustrating too because it's like we go away and then we come home and then we have to call off a work or something because it happens and so we just josh and i are super passionate about our jobs and working hard and so like for us, it feels like so cruddy when yeah. that happens. Yeah. Um, and then it takes away from us, you know, going away because now I just feel horrible yeah. that I took a day off <clears throat> and now I need another day because I'm sick. So yeah, so that was that was super um, out of nowhere and really frustrating. Yep. <laughs> um, but that's just kind of been this week has been. There's been um, we say in, in our department a lot um, where I work we say life happens and so there's been a lot of life, <laughs> uh, a lot of things just thrown at us and we've had to just shift and deal with it and um, but it's been good. I mean it's been a solid week overall, yeah. but we definitely had some <laughs> stuff thrown at us. Weird weird stuff. Uh, it did feel bad. It like really really. Really good to be um, back in the magic at Epcot and just the Disney bubble, as we call it. Um, we hadn't been since our trip to the Polynesian. We kind of took a little hiatus of um, just 
spending more time uh, home on Saturdays and uh, trying to be more intentional with Jude. Sometimes when we go to Disney, like we get caught up in vlogging and, um, you know, he doesn't sleep well clearly because he can't nap. And so it's just Disney trips with him right now can be a little tricky. So we took some time away. I think we are planning to go back in a couple weeks and it will be um, probably our last trip for the summer because um, our passes will black out. And then we're considering potentially to let go of our passes um, and not renew them only because um, we want to save a little bit of money. But also Jude is getting of the age to where um, right now, because like I think it's, I want to say it's two or three. Maybe it's three. So he still might have another year. Um, we'll have to look into that where you have to pay basically full price. I don't know why Disney does that. It's like the kid can't even remember half the stuff that we're taking them to see right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so that was really fun. Um, listen, if you are new to this podcast, we get to do this every single Friday. Uh, we get to have an intentional conversation around a certain topic. And so we would love for you to join in with us around the table every Friday. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening via Spotify, you can follow us. You'll get those little Dean notifications letting you know um, when we drop a new podcast. And in the show notes, there is a link um, for two different things. The first thing is our Patreon account, which is a great way to uh, financially partner with us, you know, to pay for the cost of producing this podcast, making it happen week in and week out. So if you feel led to do that, we would love for you to join with us. There's some really cool um, partnering tiers and, and just cool things that come with those. And then the second thing is if you love coffee, definitely click that second link. Uh, it goes, it will send you over to Trade Coffee. And what's beautiful about Trade is you can uh, get the first one or two bags completely free. Um, they're not going to charge you literally anything, which who doesn't love free coffee? <laughs> um, and you have the choice to cancel the subscription after that. Um, so far, we haven't canceled. We've loved trade every bag of coffee we've received. <laughs> yeah, we're a little backed up. We uh, got. We've been really good start. about measuring our coffee instead of just like pouring and like yeah. doing the gist of. And we're like, not scoops. we're not like hardcore like coffee drinkers. Like we have our cup in the morning. That's a pretty much. So if, I mean, if anything, we might have two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we pretty much just have our one, and so. And with us measuring, we're really super saving, like, on coffee. Yeah. Um, and so now we're getting backed up. Whereas normally up. we were running through a bag, like, easily in a week. Easily. So now now it's taken us way longer. I mean, the yeah. measuring, I, I truly couldn't believe how much it's, like, saved yeah. us. But, <laughs> yeah, now we have, like, four bags of coffee. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it's big. Yeah. It's, like, too much right now. So that is the thing about <laughs> trade, is if you, which is really dope. You can choose your delivery dates according to the roaster that you um, that you pick. So what's great is with trade, the roaster will put like when they roast because they want to give you the freshest coffee. So you know for our next order, I'm going to push it back probably another four weeks because we just have so much coffee to get through mm -hmm. right now. So definitely, if you're interested in that, click that link, get you some free coffee. The great thing, too, about trade is it's always free shipping, which is phenomenal. Shipping can be crazy expensive. So definitely click that um, and, and get you some coffee. So tonight, we wanted to 
have a conversation. Um, and I feel like this will probably turn into maybe another podcast in the future. I don't know if this one will be a two-parter um, because this is a broad, big subject to really explore in, in a 30-minute podcast. It's, it's just not really going to happen. But our hope is that by the end of this podcast, maybe you have figured out a strategy to overcome what we're going to talk about or even maybe just if it gives you some kind of glimpse of hope on dealing with, and this is what we're going to talk on, dealing with past or even current hurt in your life. Now, what do we? How do we define hurt? That that can be broad. Like I could say I'm hurt. Like you said something, like pokey, kind of fun at me, and I'm hurt. <laughs> That's not really the kind of hurt we're talking about. We're more talking about um, what we would call wounds that have either been done intentionally or non-intentionally. So what do I mean by that? Intentionally. Like um, Yeah. Intentionally simply meaning maybe you were the product of that hurt. Maybe you, you were one of the like parties that caused it. And then the non-intentional is you weren't involved at all. Like someone just decided they wanted to hurt you. Just because. And so we want to kind of dive into that. And we also want to look at spiritual hurt. Because I believe from our experience uh, working with people, counseling with people, there is so many people that walk away from the church or even Christianity as a whole because they've been wounded or hurt by a Christian, mm. a pastor, a leader, someone who, you know, you refer to mentor. as a friend, a mentor. Yeah. So we want to really look at the subject because it's, I feel like as, I mean, throughout society and, and culture as a gen, like throughout history, this is something that's been going on. Like hurt, we know because of the fall of man naturally entered our world, um, that there's pain, there's suffering that comes with that. But I feel like over the last at least 10 years, it's really amplified. And I think a lot of it has amplified because of social media, because yeah. of culture, because of the movies and TV shows. You know, the society we live in basically says, listen, if someone hurts you, you better get them back. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's this revenge factor, which is completely not the way of Jesus. It's not the way even as a human being to live. So we want to look at this. We want to share maybe some thoughts, but also maybe some stories from us personally of trials we walk through and you know the first one i'll share hurt for me um started at at a really really young age so you know uh, i've shared this before my testimony but um you know at the age of 12 i was sexually molested um it was not something that i ever wanted wasn't something that i ever expected um you know it was by a friend who was a year older than me and that traumatic moment in my life caused a ripple effect, which turned into a pornography addiction, which turned into loss and lack of identity, and then which ultimately turned into deep-rooted bitterness and even hatred towards God. I remember um, I was 16, and I was just, you know, I was heavily at that point into pornography, and just trying to find myself. And I remember one day I woke up, my parents had went to work 
and I was getting ready for, for school and I was super depressed because I think the night before I had like watched pornography. And um, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I just got this nasty like spirit inside me. And I just said, God, why the hell would you create such a disgusting human? And there's just like this deep-rooted hatred. And I said, you know, I hear stories about how you're a good father and how you love your children. Why why would you cause so much pain and hurt in a child? And I just remember like going to school that day and, and not like there wasn't like Jesus came down and everything changed from that moment on. But I do remember like this almost tugging sensation of God trying to say, listen, what you've come to believe about me is not remotely true. It's the enemy using the traumatic moment and the hurt in your life to cause pain and bitterness. And uh, it wasn't until I was 18 that I was able to really let go of that. And then really at the age of 22 that I was able to walk through some inner healing, some forgiveness to um, to deal to deal with that deep-rooted pain and, and bitterness. And at the end of the day, like the hatred and pain I had was a result of the um, the brokenness and the hurt that that person had caused in my life. So it wasn't even towards God. What I realized was God was actually broken and weeping over me. Yeah, like he he was so just. I mean, just broken over this. And I never, because of like that pain and that hurt, I could never see that. I only saw like God. Did you even care? Were you even there? And little did I know, is like, yeah, he was right there with me, um, and he was broken over it, and he and he was crying over that, and so that kind of gave me perspective on hurt in my life. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit later in my life, like I realized there was this moment I had um, where I was struggling with anxiety, I was struggling with eating, all these kind of just really terrible things. I'd get like fits of rage, like Becca. We we joke about it now because it's kind of funny. But I remember we had a puppy and he, I took him up to, you know, the church with me and, you know, I'm expecting, oh, cool, I'm taking my dog with me. It's going to be a good time. This dog has diarrhea all over the auditorium (laughs) in the church and I'm over there trying to clean it up and then he's pooping even more. I'm panicking because I'm like, great, now the auditorium's going to smell like dog crap. I'm going to get yelled at. And I remember just, I mean, it was I don't even know what happened. I felt like a demon came out of me. I mean, I I said words to that dog that I'm ashamed of and just anger. And I said, God, what is this? And he started like revealing to me, like I had this deep woundedness and hurt towards a friend that I didn't even know was there. And through what we call inner healing, which is basically, you know, I, I think inner healing, every person, no matter if you're a believer, you should walk through this process because there's things in our life, whether traumatic, non-traumatic, whatever, that will cover up with surface layers. And that hurt and that pain, I had just covered it up and covered it up and covered it up and covered it up. And then when it finally all bursted to the surface, I said, man, why had I been covering this thing up? Mm. <clears throat> and um, when I when I finally forgave, like not only did the anxiety leave, I was able to eat again. I was able to function as a human. But even now, like there's times where I think the enemy knows, like that's a weak spot in my life. Like he wants me to be hurt and offended at stuff because he realizes that hampers, uh, um, it 
it causes this like gap between me and God. So for me, like I always have to be on guard of like, man, like don't hold hurt. Don't hold offense because the moment I start holding offense or hurt, it starts dividing me between my relationship with the father. And I think that's what hurt does. Uh, I know that was a lot. What do you have to share on that? Yeah. Well, jeez. <laughs> Deep. Um, right in. <laughs> yeah. When Josh shares this testimony, it always makes me super misty eyed. Um, so, yeah. So I totally agree with everything that you said. Um I mean, that's that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to feel hurt because it causes division. Like, the, you can't have hurt and it not cause a fish, d- a division. Yeah. Um, that's literally what it basically represents. Yeah. You're mad at something, division. You're mad at someone, division. You're yeah. mad at whatever, division. And so that's its sole cause. Um, and so we have to find ways, um, strategies to work through that. And I loved what you said is like, you know, I love that you said that the enemy knows our weaknesses. And so that's what he pokes out. Um, but it's so cool that when you do walk through inner healing and you walk through some, some stuff and you work through that hurt, you begin to see those areas in your life that are those points. Yeah. And it helps you stay on guard. Doesn't mean you're always going to be amazing at it. Um, plenty of times we fail and mess up and realize yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> like yeah. the enemy was at us and like, we shouldn't have acted that way or we shouldn't have said that or we shouldn't have whatever. Um, but it's just really cool to have sometimes that key to unlock ourselves out of, you know, like we've said so many times, like God gives us that key. And when we find what those root things are of like, what causes us to hurt, what causes us to struggle, um, then we can use our key more often and walk out of that pain before it gets too mm. um it's so good gets too dark uh so for me i mean gosh who hasn't gone through pain um i think for me probably one of the most painful things i walked through was um during the time that Josh and i were engaged and getting ready to get married um i had a lot of friend issues and I was, you know, like, whatever, you're being a teenage girl, you dream about getting married and um, you dream about who you're going to be, who you're going to be your bridesmaids and all this stuff. And, um, and so like I knew my people, I had bridesmaids and I was like so excited. It was like I was super blessed and I had a lot of really close, amazing friends. And um, and as it came time for the wedding and as we got closer I had two friends that really pushed me aside um and really started to treat me super poorly and um there was a lot of hurt um many nights of just sobbing and not understanding why this is happening um because all you want is your friends to just be happy and talk about wedding stuff and plan and you know dream about your future and be their future with you and stuff like that. And that just wasn't, Hmm. it wasn't happening. And I remember it coming to a point where I had to ask those two friends to no longer be my bridesmaids. Yeah. Um, which I knew was going to be a super difficult and rough conversation. Um, and it was, it was horrendous. Um, it was super sad and it caused a lot of division but I had to come to a point to decide that who I wanted to see next to me were people that I wanted to do life with me. Um, and if they weren't willing to do life with me, then I 
didn't want them in my wedding. Yeah. Um, and so that resulted in neither, like, no, none of us out of the three talked for about a year. Um, it was super sad to, like, have my wedding and not have, like, two of my closest friends with me. Um, but God and his faithfulness, as I just really had to cling to him during that time um, and really walk through forgiveness without a sorry, um, which I think that's what a lot of hurt is, um, is not being getting sorry, not feeling yeah. like you get closure. But here's the part that is good and also sucks at the same time is it's on us. Yeah. Like, ultimately... We're not promised a sorry. We're not promised closure. We're not promised those things. And so we either get to live in hurt and be offend- mm. offended all the time, or we get to to forgive and move forward and heal and walk so in freedom. Good. Yeah. And that's what happened was I decided that I was done. Like I was done letting it hurt me, that I wanted to have my marriage and I wanted to like have an amazing wedding day. And, and so I just forgave. I said, I don't understand why this is happening, but um, I'm just going to trust God with it, and I'm mm. going to forgive them, and we're going to move on. And if they ever want to be my friend, then that that's fine. I'll be here. Um, but until then, I have to keep my distance. Mm. And so about a year later, um, one, of, one of the two came back, and now we are as close as we ever were. Um, but they, it took a year and that's okay, but they realized that, um, there was a lot of false anger towards me and there was just a lot of, you know, when two people get together or a group gets together, it's easier to, to be mean and harbor anger when, when you're just stuck in that situation. And so time, sometimes it takes time being out of that situation to realize, oh my gosh, like I caused pain or I caused hurt and I didn't actually mean any of that, but I was just caught up in the moment and with people. And so that's what a lot of it was. And so a year or so later, I got my apology, but I was happy to say like, hey, I so appreciate your apology, but I forgave you a long time ago. Like I let go of that hurt a long time ago. Yeah. Um, And I love you and I want our friendship to be strong. But I'm not allow- I'm not going to allow myself to get hurt again. And so, like, if if you have intentions of hurting me again, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um. And so it was just a really incredible moment, though. And you know, now it's so cool to see she's coming to church with me again. And um, she recently raised her hand to accept Christ. And so, it's been a really incredible moment. Um, I have been friends with this girl for 14 years, and I just adore her. And so to see her really transform into a woman of God and a, just a mature, um, well-rounded being has been a true gift and joy. And um, but yeah, so when you when you have hurt, you have to kind of own it almost, even if it has nothing to do with you or if it wasn't your fault, and just decide that that's not the life that you want to live and that you don't want to live in hurt. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it relies on you making that decision to step out in in healing and forgiveness um, to move forward. Yeah, and I think like we've said this before on the podcast, but when we harbor hurt, pain, bitterness, anger, we're we're basically drinking our own poison, mm-hmm. right? So it's only hurting us. 
yeah, you know, you might be hurting the other person because, you know, you're not talking to them or you've said unkind things towards them as well. But at the end of the day, it's only hurting us. And this is the danger in that is that we get locked in a prison cell that only we have the key to. And listen, mm-hmm. you choosing to forgive the person is not you choosing to forget what they did to you. Yeah, or give it's, them a free pass. Yeah, or give them a free pass. It's you choosing to um, say, listen, I'm going to walk in freedom. I'm going to walk in victory. And I'm not going to allow what their stupid mistake was or, or whatever the case might be to define my current reality mm-hmm. or my future. And, you know... Let's let's kind of switch gears and talk, you know, specifically about being hurt by Christians, by the church, by you know, mentors, pastors. I think it's so easy because here's the reality: we put so much validation mm-hmm. in these kind of people, and we a lot of times, I'm just gonna be real, we hold them to such a high standard that they're not able to keep because they're human. Yeah, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. It's not fair. It's not fair to the person. And so the moment they hurt us, we instantly say, oh, well, they just must not care about me or, you know, well, forget God. This is right. Mm. Especially when it's like a mentor, a pastor, someone like that, because they've been a godly spiritual voice um, of life, you know, in our life. And so I think like, in those moments, we have to we have to recognize. Listen, it is the enemy's goal and job to seek to divide and to conquer you to get you as far away from that spiritual voice as possible. Now, with that being said, there is super real, uh, rear, <laughs> super real spiritual manipulation happening in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's disgusting. It's despicable. I think those people should be held to the highest standard of accountability and even correction because they spiritually manipulate people, which then causes hurt, which then causes pain. That's just so unneeded. It's like, listen, stop using your platform as a way to manipulate and control people. Yeah. Right? So that's going on. That uh, And I want to validate that because I know there's listeners probably that maybe that's happened to you. Maybe you've had a spiritual leader manipulate, control, say super hurtful things, do super hurtful, uh, hurtful things to you. And so what we're saying is, listen, we're not trying to justify what they did. We're just trying to say, listen, it's time for them um, – to stop having power and authority in your life. Yeah. And I think it comes to a point of also taking a moment to look at yourself and realize, am I just relying on their, like their Christianity and their, their relationship with God? Or do I rely on myself to hear the Holy spirit? Because guess what? People are going to fail you. If you haven't figured that out yet, uh, you will. Um, They're human. And, you, they have a lot of pressure on them, and that doesn't excuse the mistakes they made. Um, but there can be some grace. Um, and guess what? They're people, and they hurt too, and people hurt them. And so sometimes they don't do the right things, or they don't act. And guess what? Satan comes at them even stronger. Because when you're a pastor or a leader or a spiritual something to someone, um, you get a target on your back. And so the enemy is out for you tenfold. And so sometimes they mess up and that doesn't make it okay. But I just 
wish that we gave grace for people the way we would want grace if we messed up. So good. And I just wish that we would stop relying on people to be our faith and start being able to listen to the Holy Spirit and our discerning ability um, because it's just unfair. Like, it's just unfair for us to put the amount of pressure that we do on our leaders um, who don't always do things the right, the same way, um, who always aren't convicted the same way, um, who are just in a different season of life than we are. We've walked through different things than we have, who need to walk through other things before they come to a certain conclusion. And all of that stuff needs to be okay. Cause guess what? If God can give grace, then we sure as heck can. Um, because he's the one who created us. And if he can give us the grace that we need to continue to grow and develop, then we as people who have no authority (laughs) to judge their character and who they are, then we need to give grace because God is the ultimate judge. So he's the one who checks off what is going on and what doesn't. And guess what? It's his responsibility to come in and it's his responsibility to deal with our hearts where we are. Yeah. And so when we are checked and in our own, staying in our own lane, then we can say like, oh man, I can't believe what happened to that pastor or that leader. Or that's horrible. Man, we need to pray for them. Yeah. Instead of being like, well, bump that. I'm not following God if this is what this person did. Yeah. Like that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. Um, but we do it so often. We do. And it's just, I, I mean, other than it's just unfair. I don't even know another word. Like, yeah. We just can't put all of our hope and our faith into a human being so who's good. bound to to mess up. Yeah, it's just it's just unfair. Yeah, that's so good. Well, we want to we want to leave it right there. Um, I think there's so much more we could talk about, but we want to save it for a future episode, probably one that we'll do an interview, um, maybe with a, a a leader, an influencer who has you know experience in this, can share some great wisdom. But listen, if you're currently walking through hurt, pain, trials, whatever, um, we want to partner with you. So we mentioned this in about three episodes um, ago, but um, Coffee and Convos has come underneath the umbrella of Catharos Network, which is our nonprofit. So if you go over to catharosnetwork.org, there's a little contact button on there, and we would love for you to reach out to us. We check those emails every single day. Um, we want to partner with you and walk through um, whatever that traumatic moment is for you. I don't. I don't think people are meant to do life alone, to walk through pain alone. So, um, if you if you just type into Google CatharosNetwork.org, it'll pull up our website. You can see um, there's even resources on there that I think would be beneficial. Um, to walk through um, some hurt and pain in your life. So we love you guys so much. We can't wait to have more conversation around the table next Friday. We'll see you then. See you.